ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Bangay is an internationally acclaimed leading Australian garden designer and these are his Garden Rudimentals, a blueprint series on the basics of garden craft. Paul Bangay and I have just, just walked out of his front door to, to confront a mass of, of pollen. <laughs> to an explosion of... Well, it's not an explosion of colour, is it? Because it's, it's quite restrained in its colour. The, the, you the, must admit, Jonathan. The palette is constrained. <laughs> just the scale is not restrained no. and the abundance is not restrained. Tell, tell us some of the things we're seeing. <laughs> well, so we... Um, you know, when I, when I first did the parterre, I know the parterre is very much not in favour and not in vogue, but... You know, it's something we created 20 years ago and we, we, we do love it. But it had all this negative space in between and we wondered what to do with it. And the only thing we could think of was fill it with white tulips. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and so 4,000 tulips go in every year. And there they are. They're, well, I was going to say, not quite, maybe a week after their, after their peak? No, no, they're still, they're still, 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 they're still in, no, they're in, yeah, they're still coming through. They're in the middle of the peak. The wonderful thing, this is clear water, clear water, and we, we, we peaked it so the little heads just float above the box edging. Yeah, they do. And they just, like, so you get this sea of white just just uh, just above it all is, the acid green of the of the new box growth. Is it, is it, well, there's, because that's happening as well. It's, yeah. It's, it's a sublime effect. And then there's this, this battle between the tulips finishing flowering and pruning the box hedging back. And so the gardeners always want to get in and clip it back before the sun can burn the fresh growth on the box. But we want the tulips to finish. So there's a bit of a mm. battle there. <laughs> Who wins? Uh, usually the tulips. <laughs> and no, then... The tulips are not the, the, the only feature. <laughs> so w w can we talk about Malus floribunda? You can if you want. <laughs> the gauchest of the crab apples it's certainly <laughs> it's the, the highest bucket of crab apples it's the highest highest bouquet please of crab apples <laughs> it's 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 the most prolific flowering crab apple it's quite extraordinary and it starts off very delicate it starts off with a very pink bud and then just becomes this sort of Esther Williams sort of headpiece, doesn't it? <laughs> and you, you've not you've not got a few of them. You've got no. many. <laughs> we don't do everything in small numbers here. Like if we do. How many here. have you got? Do you oh, know? I, I never counted them. I th no, there's actually not that many. It'd be like thirty, no. maybe yeah. thirty or forty. Is that all? <laughs> but there's there's a wall <laughs> of them just to our left here, and and heading up up through the parterre. There are more, and what I what I noticed as I came in today is the the buzzing of happy bees. Oh, see, the bees just absolutely <laughs> love it. They, that's the wonderful thing about you rewarding the bees the whole time. I mean, one, but I think for spring, one of the nicest things is the apples. Let's go and have a look. The apples blossoming because they now, are, are not these? so gauche. No, they are more restrained. But it's such a beautiful bloom, isn't it? Apple? It's just like people forget about the bloom of fruit trees. Mm. Like apple blossom, I think is just exquisite. Um, for me, quince blossom. Oh, they are the most gorgeous flowers. Aren't they beautiful? Yes. Like it's almost worth growing quince just yes. for the flowers on yeah. them. And of course, cherry blossom. Like I think you actually get more rewards from the blossom than you do from the fruit. So here on your, your apple serpentine. Yeah. Sorry, I always forget the breed. Um, Crimson Crisp. 
So for anyone who wants to grow an apple, a good reliable apple, red, sweet, juicy, and the important thing is to leave them on the tree as long as you can. Hmm. And again, there's a there's a competition between you and the birds. Well, you don't net these, do you? We don't net you them. Share. No. We share. I mean, we've got. I mean, we've got twelve of them. So there's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. <laughs> I say if the birds get 50%, we get 50%, we still get a lot. And those clouded spheres of buxus underneath, just that, there's a really nice unruly touch to them at the moment, which is, I kind of like. And, and I kind of like now too. I mean, when I, when I first started out, I used to love them tightly clipped. Hmm. And now I love this sort of frothiness they get. And, and a lot of people say that, you know, the green gardens, green clip gardens are a bit boring because they never change. But they do. You get this sort of lovely new growth colour in the spring, which is sort of a complete different colour. It's sort of a light green instead of the dark bluey green. The other thing that's wonderful here, and, and you see it through winter and, and now, as well as the, the lichen on the yeah. on the apple limbs, which is your, your climate here is conducive to that. We love that. I mean, we encourage the moss to grow on the paths, we encourage the moss on the pebbles, and we love the lichen on the tree. And then the other thing we've got just coming out now is the alliums. Oh, let's see. So they, they, they're just about to appear, and they follow on from the tulips. So the tulips are finished, and then the alliums will... Will happen and again i just love the idea of those flowers floating above all the foliage like on a, yeah. on a, on a stem but and what you say there about following on i mean that's the thing in terms of your planting and wanting to get to extend spring yeah. through the greatest possible Succe- period succession planting yeah so yeah. bearing in mind when things will come into bloom that's and, right mm. and especially when you're layering things like you know you've got we've got perennials under that so the alliums will finish die down and then the perennials will come up after that so it's understanding what can coexist with each other and flower at different times how are the, the roses doing the roses are doing okay but wisteria aha uh-huh. yes you can grow wisteria anywhere in Australia. That's the wonderful thing about Unless it. Unless we'll you've got possums. Of... Can I talk to you about my wisteria and the possums? Can I talk to you about the wisteria and the, the parrots? <laughs> they chew every bud off ours. They're just vandals. <laughs> no, but it's the most beautiful climber, isn't it? It is. Like it just... And so giving. Just and... prolific in its flowering. And the scent from it's amazing. I mean, the only downside to it, it is a little bit momentary. Yeah, but it's like, it's three weeks of utter joy and yeah. perfume, isn't it? I mean, that's what gardens are about. But then you've got this unruliness for the rest of the time. <laughs> it's a little bit of a light clip every now and then. Yes. Um, I, I, I am finding now that people are wanting more and more to go to the evergreen. You know, uh-huh. we, we're, uh, people are asking for evergreen more and more and more. And we're losing that sense of seasonality, which I find quite disturbing. Um, if we walk down to the, the back door... And have a look at the terrace there. You'll see all the tulips we planted in oh, pots. Oh, okay. Ah, the, the lasagna The pots. lasagna method <laughs> yes. that I think we spoke about a while back in we autumn. Did. Now you can see the benefit. Well, and to recap for, <laughs> for those who might have missed that, and you'll find it, of course, on the ABC Listen app, is putting in layers of not just the one round of tulips in the pot, but and some on the what, bottom and some above them. That's it. Most people just put in one layer of tulips. You put in two layers of tulips is the answer. And so you put in some potting mix, a layer of tulips, more uh-huh. potting mix, and another layer. And look of... what you get. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? That is, uh, it, because they are just compressed in there. Because that's, if you have the one layer, you can only get them in um, bulb by bulb. Yeah, that's but right. This gives you. Yeah. And the, tight, the tighter up. they are together, mm-hmm. the more they support each other. Yes. And you just yes. get that sort of overcrowded, but that sort isn't of that wonderful, great? lush, full look to the pots. Harold the peacock is most impressed by the sight. You know, he loves he loves talking to us. He sits out here and uh, amongst the tulips and dances all day long. I, 
<laughs> There's more in that than I can really get my head around. <laughs> Look at but my favourite of these paratulips. You like oh, those wow. red paratulips? They are quite dramatic. Aren't they beautiful? Just describe those for us. So they're, they're called paratulips and they've, they're, all the petals are frilled. And so they, I don't know why they're called a parrot, because they don't really look like a parrot, do they? But they're very, they're sort of very frilled petals and quite full. There's a pot here with, I, I think, possibly one tulip in it. I know, it. that's a very sad, don't What happened? That. <laughs> <laughs> they're the remnants of old pots that shouldn't be there. Jonathan, you focused on the one thing that doesn't look good in the garden. <laughs> wallflowers, everyone forgets about wallflowers. Mm. Also lovely. Which will flower for 12 months of the year. And, and tough and take the heat. Everyone thinks they're quite delicate. And fill a beautiful not. space. Yeah. And the euphorbia wolf the and euphorbia I. Euphorbia is that, that green again, that, that sense of vivid electric green from the, the flowers and, and on the euphorbia. Doesn't that say some spring? Yeah, it does. Like that acid green, like our oak trees. You know, quite a dark green foliage, but when they're first coming out, they're so beautiful and fresh and, and sort of electric in their, in their colour. The hedges are in good nick. Those bay... So bay hedge, like if you mm. want, if you want a hedge, you don't have to trim very much. Bay, hedge. bay hedges, you can eat it. You can eat it. <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> it's tough. It grows by the beach. It grows in the country. It grows in the city. One of the toughest of the hedges. But it, but the bay is also. It's got its little yellow flowers out now. It's a really yeah. attractive plant, I think. It's very attractive, and that smell of it when you crush the leaves. Mm. Everyone knows the smell of we're the at, bay leaves. Well, we're outside the kitchen here, so there's sage. There's there's some rosemary there. There's some uh, some some um, Vietnamese mint coming on. There's so oregano just coming back. It's not the full Monty here. Yes. That's down in the vegetable garden. It's like the things you want to race to at the back door. Should we have a quick peek in the veggie garden? Yeah, let's go down the veggie garden. Oh, look. Look at your leeks. No, that ga- no that's garlic. Is it? Oh, yeah. look at your garlic. <laughs> the leeks oh. are in, but they're not as they're not as smart as the as, as the as the garlic. The garlic's doing very well. Yeah. So we just started planting the veggie garden up again. Of course, we're getting our root, our um, asparaguses coming up. Oh, these two. Yeah. And this year... How old is your asparagus? 20 years old. This year, Jonathan, we've been experimenting with depriving our asparagus spears of light. Yes, we've got some, some cloches on there. Yeah, we've got, like, you know, lovely ceramic cloches. And... I swear the taste is so much better. You get the white mm. asparagus mm. and it just tastes so much sweeter. So we've been that's the first year we've been doing that. You've got a nice little crop popping up, haven't you? Yeah, and like it, it comes up so fast. Yeah. You literally gotta pick it every day. And I put some cucumbers in but it was a little too early, so a frost got to those. Okay. But they'll they'll come back, do you think? I they? don't know. I usually I get overexcited and you get a warm day and you sort of I think go out and plant things that are a little frost sensitive. Isn't this, I mean, on a serious note, isn't that one of the things about spring that we sort of, we will it into being a bit more advanced than it is often? We do. <laughs> well, you get tricked. I think you get tricked yeah. to get a warm day. You think that's it. Winter's over. No more frost. We're into summer weather, but no, it comes back and kills everything. Lots of lettuce there. The lettuce is boldly out for any, any comers. No, just, lettuce, of course, is so fast growing. You know, you, you plant out as a seedling, you can harvest it in six to eight weeks. It's one of the crops that give back so fast. I was just thinking rabbits. Oh, yeah, rabbits. <laughs> We've got a real problem with rabbits. We've done our rabbit-proof fence around. It's not so successful. Okay. They managed to find their way in. 
Oh, but there's, there's wonderful signs of, of life and vigour here. Well, we've planted all of it. I've run out of space, funny enough. Hmm. Every, the, the garden's fully planted now, and I've still got more things to do. Well, you've got to, you haven't got, your, you haven't got your, 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 your summery beans and peas. and The p- peas are in. Beans are in. Sweet peas are in. The potatoes are all in. Oh, that's good. But I want, I want to plant more fennel. Like, we've only got two rows of fennel, for instance. I've, that's I've, probably enough. Do you think there's enough? I think that's enough. <laughs> A lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> now, Jonathan, in my in my next in my next life, I will have a much bigger vegetable garden. Well, the, I think a vegetable garden I can only can only benefit through expansion. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think the older you get, the more you dream about just doing vegetable gardening. Don't you think? And don't you think the wonderful retirement is just spent out in the vegetable garden? Well, you know, I think it's one of the most attentive forms of gardening. And and there's and, always something you can be doing and in the rewarding. Garden. Like yes. you get rewards yes. quite fast. Yeah, which is probably what you want when you're but older. But you can you can constantly everything. Something is always happening. Yeah, something always needs doing. That's right. It's a wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah. A very very satisfying space. Oh, Paul, thank you. It's spring at Stonefield. It's a, a, a beautiful and abundant time. Well, you've really come at the peak week of the year. I mean, every gardener says that. They can, you know, if you came two weeks ago, it would have been at its peak, but you actually managed to time it. Lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Pleasure. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 